The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the maiden voyage of the More You Noble Sports Podcast. My name is Mike Noble, at more underscore noble on Twitter, for those of you following. I am joined by Caleb Noble, at Verde Salsa 8 That's the worst Twitter handle of all time. We're going to have to change that, just Stop so you know. It's, it's pretty awful. No, but really either way, we are happy and happy and honored to have you guys join us uh, today. Welcome. Our goal is to entertain you, but also to hopefully drop some knowledge as far as sports go. Uh, mainly, our focus is obviously right now going to be on the St. Louis Cardinals. There is no doubt that we have some fantastic opinions. We know that we will also probably have some really bad ones. Our hope is that we have more of the good ones than the bad ones. The more dubs is better. So that's where we're going to go. So without saying it, without continuing, let's dig right into it. All right? First off, first off, our job is not to bury the St. Louis Cardinals. We're going to try our best not we're gonna, to. We're going to try our best not to. Lifelong fan, Cardinals, both of us. All right? With that being said, with that being said, all right, we are dealing with a team that is currently 7-17 and 17 in June, 2-8 and eight in our last 10, including losing 3-4 or four to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And eight games out of first place in NL Central and fourth place. Eight games out, fourth place, all right? In the month of June, we are hitting 208 with a 604 OPS. All right, that's not even that's not even in the the realm of competitive. All right, a 5.14 ERA from our starters and our relievers. We already know; everyone knows the walks, right? The walks, the walks, the walks. And the walks. honestly, that ERA seems low, which is sad for what our team has done. 5.14. And it I'm seems pretty sure like it should be much more than that. I'm pretty sure you could have a 5.14 ERA in the show. Uh, we lead the majors in two or less run with two or less runs scored in a game. All right, so this vaulted offense that we've been hearing about and wanting to happen just hasn't fully clicked yet. Uh, bottom five in almost every offensive category. All right, now we know it sucks. It's bad. We've been to a lot of games. We keep getting our hopes up. We've we've done this. Hey, it's going to happen. It's got to happen, right? We've seen and we saw the Dodgers lose what ten of eleven, something like that. Okay, so we've seen great teams be bad. All right, but with all that being said, we are back on the train because we got a guy. All right, we got a guy who's going to throw for us tonight, Wade LeBlanc. Wade freaking LeBlanc is on the bump for the Cardinals tonight. He is going to go out there tonight, and he's going to make Peter Angelos and everyone else in Baltimore rue the day that they decided to DFA Wade LeBlanc. So, with that, all of that being said, Caleb. What do we do besides our boy Wade LeBlanc to help make this team and turn better and turn it around and let's get this train rolling? The thing that's so frustrating about this team is you look at the offense and the numbers and everything like that. And I've been trying to tell you that I don't think the offensive numbers is representative of how they, how they actually play and compete because there's so many games where they're losing by seven and it's always that one big hit and they're back in it. They never get that one big hit, but they get the three or four before it that set up the big hit. But then also, you look at the eight guys that are starting right now. Dylan Carlson has been incredible. He's going to be in the MVP conversation. His numbers aren't the greatest. Hold on. He's going to be in the MVP conversation. Rookie of the Year conversation. Okay, thank He's you. He's going to be in the Rookie thank of the you. Year thank conversation. Thank you. Okay, all right. Paul Goldschmidt has been in the MVP conversation no, um, dozens of times. He's an eight-time All-Star. 
Keep going. And Nolan Arenado, obviously, we know what he does. He's great. He's good at everything. Tyrone Neal has erupted this year, and he went, he went, he's gone cold lately, but he's walking a little bit more, and that's honestly more impressive to me than the home runs because he's huge. The one thing that I hear about Tyler O'Neill is, and I hear this from Edmonds, from Ann Keel, from the guys who know, have forgotten more hitting than I know, right, is they love to see Tyler O'Neill drive the ball the other way. We were at the game the other night where he drives a shot the other, to right center field. That's not what Tyler O'Neill's ever done. No, and last night he flew out to the wall on a ball that looked like he barreled it, didn't really carry at all, but... It, I mean, and I probably 10 to 15 stadiums that ball gets out, and then we have a different baseball game. Same with Paul Goldschmidt, the bat before. But then you go even farther, Yadi has completely cooled off. He has three extra base hits in the gym. That's not acceptable from an eight-hitter on the Baltimore Orioles. And he's hitting fifth for us. We hit, continue to fifth. hit him fifth. And we have to because you look behind him, Tommy Edmond, completely cooled off, one for 16, not even starting tonight. Abundo Sosa's slid to the eight-hole. Can we go back to Tommy Edmond for a second? As someone who is a massive Edmond fan, which you are. Right, you nicknamed him the cheat code the two coach. years ago. Right? Why? We, I understood the shaking up of things. Why was Tommy Edmond really the only shakeup that we made in the lineup? Well, you like Carlson moving up to the leadoff spot because he has the best on base percentage on the team. Correct. But so then you look at that and you go, okay, then we can move Goldie and Nolan up to two, three. Get them the most at bats you can get them in a game without because you can't bat either of those two first. And then you want O'Neill batting as much as you can because he's getting on base now and he slugs. When he puts the ball in play, his slugging percentage is tops in the league. Then you go Yachty. I mean, it's, he hasn't been playing well, but it's Yachty. You know he can come through whenever. We saw him the other night. He did, hadn't had an extra base hit in June, and he ropes a double down the line on his tumbler night. Right. And puts a good swing on the ball. Tommy batting sixth, in theory, is a good idea, but it seems to have drained his confidence, in my, in my view. You have a guy who's played every inning of the game, season except for two games in which he was hurt, and batting leadoff, having, getting four bats a night, and you kind of say, well, we suck right now, and the only issue we can evaluate is you. So you slide that, him down to the six hole. Correct. And now he's like, well, it was me. Right. And then he goes one for 16, had the most hits in the series against Detroit in that six hole. And then we go, um, Newt Barr, he's been, Newt. he's been really good. But, I mean, if hits aren't falling for him, he's not striking out. His barrel percentage is near 70% in the balls he hits Ed- in play. Edmonds talked yesterday. Um, and I know that a lot of you probably are really annoyed by Jim Edmonds. I, I love when Jim Edmonds talks baseball. I, like I feel like he's he knows so much about the game and, and everything else. He does talk quite a bit. right? He does talk about bats. All right. Anyway, he said yesterday that Newt Barr's bat path, it's like his level of a swing as he's seen in a long time. And he said that's nothing but success oriented in the majors. Say on that bat, that plane. Like that, that made a lot of sense to me. I'd never thought about in it. No like moment that. seems too big for him. We saw him the other day. We were at the game. Two two out singles for an RBI yep. in a game where they're already trailing. And it, honestly, that game could have gone really bad if he doesn't do that and get some life in the offense. With Detroit, he hits a triple. When we're, we're up one nothing at the time, he hits a triple, and then Tommy drives him in. And it's like, okay, well, now let's see where we go from here. Because he's bringing energy to the team, which is better than anyone else is doing. Because Arenado has some of the most energy in baseball, but he seems to be almost drained right now, seeing people kind of just... It's like a car on a merry-go-round past him. At the the June swoon has hit. There is no it doubt has, about and it. And it's only going to get worse as St. Louis gets hotter. And if they don't get going now, it, it could be a snowball that doesn't stop. So, so we, uh, with this offense, right, two, we, three, wait, three months, April, May, June, only two of these months have we, or only one, two of these months have we hit over 200. 
barely over 200. There's only been so, three months. Right, two of the three. But I'm talking just barely over 200. We're not talking 280, 260, 250. Right, we're talking 208, 209. So what we're looking at is these guys are going to have to produce, which brings me to my next question for you. Well, another thing. Sure. We just went through all seven, and we didn't even get to the 30 home run, former all-star at shortstop in the National League. And that kind of shows you the depth of this team, that we can go through seven guys. And I even mentioned Paul DeYoung, who last two games – RBI single yesterday got them back into some kind of groove, and then it didn't end up paying off. And he hits a home run to Big Mac Land in the game we win. So you see that the talent is still there. He moves up to the sixth spot today. But it's about – and to be fair to this team, this is the month, the only month they've had this team. These eight, we had Tyler O'Neill. He was hurt and on and off, but he wasn't Tyler O'Neill yet. So the weirdest part to me is this is the month they've had the, the eight, and it's been their worst month. Right. But you would think you get those guys back and it sparks some energy. And we've played and a lot didn't. of mediocre teams lately. Lately. Bad teams. We had, right. Bad. Right, the bottom, right, bottom of the league and everything. Trying to give a little respect times. to Detroit there. But, yeah, bad. I mean, Detroit did go on and win now, the next tonight, series. Now, tonight and for the next three, we get the worst team that Major League Baseball might have ever seen. One of. They're, well, they're, they're awful. Their lineup isn't that bad, but they're the worst team historically bad on the road. They won their first game. They're 24-1 and one in their last 25 right. on the road. So, if... If there's any time... One in 24. 24. Yeah, right? I got you. I got if you. If at any time there's a time to get going at home, it's... But we don't get way now, so now you kind of have to see what other... Well, if we, get, if we go... Before we move on to the pitching, we move on to a couple other things. If we go back to Paul DeYoung, he's the key, in my opinion, for this team to be successful. And I think... And I, I understand we want to shake up the lineup, and I get Schulte having... You know, he has all the confidence in the world, and like every human out there, I completely understand that. Right, he loves the way we battle. As he should. By right, right. That's what he has to say. Proven, I am not mad at my guys, and the only Correct. guy that's not proven, honestly, is Newbar, who's been the bright spot of the offense. The but we we days. just showed Yadi's has not Yadi has not been good offensively. He hasn't. He hasn't been, and but yet we continue to play him every day. We have a guy in Kisner who probably needs to play one or two days a week. Right, I mean one at, at, one. at least one. He needs to play at least one. But my thing is with Paul DeYoung, maybe we put him in the five hole and we just leave him there. And we say, because here's the thing, we're not getting production from Yachty in the five-hole. I'd rather have a guy who has hit 30 home runs in the show than a guy who hasn't and who is aging and declining. Now, we don't know. Is Paul DeYoung done? No way. I, I, I do not believe that. I believe that he's still trying to find his timing, coming back, and everything else. And, maybe and like you it. said, maybe he's found it. So why not put, at least today, he is in the six-hole, so that is an upgrade. And, and you have said this to me all week, and since he's been back, putting Paul DeYoung in the eight-hole makes no sense. It's a guy who, who struggles with breaking balls. And chases a lot. And chases a lot. And which you that, Guess around. what you're going to get in the 8-hole. Yeah, in the National League, you get pissed around a lot right. in the 8-hole because they know there's no threat on deck, yep. especially when you look at this Cardinals bench and it's really tough. But this bench is bad. Edmundo there's Sosa nothing to has say. has been a bright spot of the team the whole year, but when he's on the bench, it's not exactly a threat that he's right. going to pop one on you. Right. He might get a base hit. With, with this being said, this ownership does not show any desire to shake things up in the clubhouse. Right, so do you believe this is a Jeff Albert issue? I, I, I will admit, I know very little about the past of Jeff Albert. I have read, I have done that, but Jeff Albert—that was a name that popped up, and people were like, "What, Jeff Albert?" And he, we got rid of Buddha, and we still have Jeff Albert here, and we have had some, one of the worst offenses the last three years. So is this an issue? So what I heard, I mean, after Tommy Edmond comes out, the guy who I, I mean, from all accounts, if you hear anyone talk about their success when they're succeeding. He was the name everyone said. He's the spark plug of the team. He does everything right on the f- in the field. He takes extra bases. He, when he's going right, he can hit the ball anywhere. But when he comes out and talks about Jeff, not saying Jeff Albert's name, obviously, because he can't. Right. 
quote but unquote saying not saying that they're not prepared, and that's a hitting coach's job. It's their only job is to prepare your team to be successful. Jeff Albert can't do anything about what they do on the field. Correct. He cannot make Nolan go up there and not chase a three-two slider out of the zone. Right. But he can prepare them as well as he can to know that that pitch is coming. Right. Or to know how that pitcher likes to attack people in that count. And the way we were even talking about this the other day, they seem to be guessing every pitch, and they're never guessing right. So when that's happening, it, it begs the question, do you not know how these guys are attacking you? Because I'll watch a lot of games, and Tyler O'Neill's up, and you know that they're not going to give him a fastball first pitch. And if they do, it's not going to be in the zone. And then, he's, and then he swings over a slider outside, or he takes a breaker down the middle that's a get-me-over. That, that should be a guy that has 480-foot home run power. Should be hitting that ball 150 miles per hour, even if it gets caught. With, with, the, with the Jeff Albert talk of after two days after Tommy comes out, and hey, good on you, Tommy. Right? Let's uh, at least somebody's coming out and saying, and Schulte backed you, which I have no doubt that that's what he's going to do. Uh, with, with that being said, yesterday Max Cranick, right, a rookie, the first guy in modern history or modern day history of baseball to throw a perfect five innings in his first outing, comes here at Bush Stadium. Three what? Two outings before Memphis saw him? Yeah. So he faced our AAA team, and we lit him up. Completely lit him up. Yeah. How – explain to me, was there – do you believe we had a conversation with the AAA coach and hitting coach, and we said, what was your approach to least its success? Or do you think that there is an error in this clubhouse, which people have talked about a little bit before, that we know all – we it, it, the buck stops with us. We don't seek out info. To be fair, let's give some credit to Kranich. Oh, he was fantastic. Congratulations. That's a great first start. I mean, he faced, some, he faced some, some hitters. I mean, Goldie and Nolan, to face those two guys in your debut, guys I'm sure he was watching while coming up and right. while he was about prior to getting drafted and was saying, if I ever get to get one of those guys out, then I've made it. He got both of them out multiple times. But I don't, I don't know. I mean – Obviously, if you're looking at the other perspective, you're a Pirates fan. You're saying, well, at some point you have to have a good start, right, for Max Cranick. Like, he's not going to go out there and be bad every day. So, but I don't know. I mean, the approach wasn't good. It's a guy you've never seen before. So, first three innings, you can kind of go like, okay, they've never seen him. So, second time through, it should be better. But it was, this, it was more of the same. Newt Barr hit a ball hard, lined out to left. But other than that, it was, it was just a bunch of kind of like mediocre at-bats at best. Carlson looked out outmatched, which doesn't happen very often. And Goldie and Nolan hit the ball hard, got some flyouts, but that seems to be flyouts with this team seem to come twice an inning. And I understand trying to hit the ball out at launch angle, but you got to hit the ball hard for it to go out. As someone who is not far removed from playing the game, you know how it can spiral out of control very, very quickly. Do you believe right now it is everybody is doing is pressing to the ninth degree? to come up with that big hit. And you know that if, if you get in that box and you're not relaxed. At this point, if they're not pressing, then I would be shocked. And, and when you see things spiral, no matter what, it's panic mode. And it probably wasn't panic mode. We, when we go back to that Chicago series, it was a tough one. It was Jack versus Giolito. We were all excited. Connells were in first place. They go out there. They make a bunch of errors. And that's kind of where the season, to me, fell apart. They, go, they lose two or three, but great, they take one. After the way they played, that's a blessing against one of the best teams in baseball in the White Sox. Then they go on to Arizona, win 3 of 4, all is great again. Go on to the LA, game one, they Flaherty gets hurt, first Bauer. So that's kind of where the season falls apart there. We end up taking game two after O'Neill saved us with one of the best catches I've seen a Cardinal make in I don't know how long. 
And then since then they're they're seventeen and seven since that series started. Jack got hurt on May thirtieth. They are seven and eighteen since he got hurt. Yeah. Right. Seven yeah. and nineteen. I apologize because of counting that game. Seven and nineteen. Yeah. Since his injury, uh, hard to believe one guy has that much impact. And but that is a stopper. That dude was going to be probably starting in the All Star game. He's the guy. Or he going to be pitching be early. Guy. Going to be pitching early. And in he's the our guy, game. and it's not even necessarily that him leaving. Not only it obviously puts a huge impact on the team, and it kind of spirals it because you look at it, it's like, okay, that's one guy out of five. But that one guy goes out there and gives you seven every night. So, and he gets into Cabrera, Gio, or Reyes, and that game's over. But now you don't have that guy, so you get Carlos now in that spot or something, and he gives you three. Now that's five more innings the bullpen has to pick up, and they were going to have to. Okay. And that just spirals out of control for the next three games. Confidence goes down. And we're 7-7. Seven seven so that's our segue to our next point, which I was getting ready to head to as we, we move on from the offensive woes, which is, it seems to have bit this team for quite a, quite often over the past few years. And that's our pitching woes. We are historically walking people, right? We're setting numbers. We are uh, hitting well, hitting guys at an alarming rate. Not as much lately. Correct, lately. Yeah, and, you, and you know, maybe, maybe it's time for our guys to just say, screw it. And we're going to go ahead and use the spider tack. And then if they, I mean, because they're not going to come check. Um, they might get one they're not going to come check Ryan Helsley, right? They're not going to check him I'll for spider tack. I don't know if he's the guy they right. Well, right. But they're not going to check some of our guys. They're not going to check Carlos anymore. They think, you know, so might as well use it. What, hey, you're out 10 well, days. Let's go, ahead. let's go ahead and let's go back to using the spider tack if that's the problem. All right. Back to our rotation. Back to our bullpen. Today, just a couple notable ads. Jake Woodruff. Sent Woodford. Woodford, sorry. Jake Woodford sent down to Memphis. Yeah. Along with Seth Elledge. Yeah. Jake Woodford's going down. Um, Shilty was asked the other day about, because he's been the guy that's kind of gotten the brunt of the innings. If Carlos or whomever goes out there and kind of throws a dud for two or three innings, he comes in, cleans it up for three innings. Done Has done an okay job. It's just tough to watch a guy go out there and not be able to put up zeros. He'll go out there and look great for two innings, but inevitably he'll give up one or two. Right. And that's been the problem. But they asked him if he was an option to go in the rotation. He said, well, in the middle of the season, it's hard to do. You can't really stretch a guy out for 80 pitches when he's in the bullpen. So sending him down, I don't think, was a shot at Woodford. It's more of let's get this guy ready in case we need him to come up and get a start. Per Derek Gould, our guy, right? Per yeah. Derek Gould, uh, Jacob Woodford is going to class AAA Memphis to stretch out to be prepared as a starter for the ongoing need at the major league level. Yeah. Um, Woodford's got good stuff. He throws hard. He's got good. He's got. He's got three three solid pitches. He's got a good sinker. <clears throat> yeah, lively fastball, and his slider moves a decent amount. But he doesn't. He seems to leave a lot of stuff over the plate and tries to do too much. And when he tries to do too much, that's when the walks come. Right, right. And we see we're seeing that a lot. Uh, in his place, we did call up Roel Ramirez. Right. Congratulations on being promoted to the uh, show. The Roel. Can only go down. Roel. This this man. This man has an eighty one career ERA in the show. So he's like you said, he, he can only go down at at Triple uh, A Memphis this year. Four point six seven ERA in twenty seven well, innings. If you look at the WHIP, it's pretty good. Which the is WHIP promising. isn't bad. One point one eight five. That tells me he's probably giving up some homers. One point one eight five. Uh, twenty seven Ks in twenty seven innings is pretty uh, encouraging. Uh, also, only eight walks. Now you say only eight, but over nine innings, that's three walks in today's game. In our three out, our three outcome game, not too bad. Uh, like I said, Seth Elledge also sent down Brandon Waddle called up. Uh, Waddle in the show with a career six point four eight ERA. Not a lot. Not a lot to go through Brandon there. Brandon Waddle's a guy that we just kind of sneakily picked up and Correct. nobody really talked about. Maybe he'll come in and 
find something here with Yachty or, I mean, someone has to find something with Yachty. He has that track record of making pitchers better. And this year you've almost seen everyone kind of get worse. They brought Waddle in a couple weeks ago, uh, five games, 2.57 ERA. Uh, the whip a little bit high at Memphis, but, you know, sometimes they say at AAA, when you got guys who have a lot of good control, they're going to get hit at that level and the plays aren't made like they're made at the major league level. Um, like I said, seven uh, seven full innings, eight Ks, not bad. How right? many walks does he have? How many walks does he have? He has three walks in seven innings, so that's I mean, not that's, awesome, that's, but it's not terrible. And that's not bad. No. For the Cardinals, nope. that's way above average nope. right now. So, hey. Roel Ramirez, Brandon Wada, welcome to the show. This is their chance. I mean, if you're them, welcome you have to, to be seeing it as, we go out there and put up some zeros, we're staying on this team for a long time. So go out and do it. With this rotation, this still begs the question, Matthew Libertor, where are you? Uh, a couple years ago, I had the massive hashtag, uh, free Lane Thomas, right? And we saw that when we did free Lane Thomas, he was fantastic until he got hurt. And then he got COVID last year, and it, for poor Lane, it just has seemed to never, ever come back for him. Not However, to mention he was free great. Matthew Libertor. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, he's a guy that, yeah, he's needed right now, but he's so good and has the potential to be so good. He has the highest rate of curveball in all of the minor league system all right. for a lefty. So he's a guy, you can't bring him up and destroy his confidence because he needs to go out there, and next year you look at him being hopefully a top three in the rotation guy. What, what if he comes up and you do nothing but add to his confidence? There is nothing to say that he won't come up here. Again, everybody says double A is the place where you have success or you don't have success. Right, so a double A, uh, never pitched a double A, never pitched a double yeah, A. Went from single it. A to triple A. Which, if that doesn't tell you a lot about him. Last year, I, I think probably the issue with Libertor and their answer would be, as I will not ask Mosey like you know, right to his face, is that last year with COVID and him not getting to pitch outside of the alternate site, they want probably more games from Matthew Libertor, and I understand that. I understand and that. However, that service time manipulation is. Still we're past the service time. We're past June first. So the service time to me, you have to, and I'm sure they're having this conversation every day, every day. But if you've got a guy, you've got a guy, right? We saw saw Strasburg come up early after he got drafted out of San Diego State. We've seen guys at the pitching level come up young. Garrett Crochet came up after being drafted. Do you believe they're scared of the Rick Ankiel factor? No. Right? Good, good. I think he's, like I said, he's the guy that you want to be paired with Jack Flaherty in a few years as. And Dakota Hudson. Those are the two. Right. And then Dakota as well, obviously. Right. We'll see how he bounces back from Tommy right. John. But Wayno's not going to stick around much longer. No. I, th- I think, I, I mean, the way it's going this year, I don't see why he wouldn't come back next year. But he's a family man, so we'll see where he goes. But Libertor's not a guy you want to destroy his confidence. And we're seeing that happen right now with Johan Oviedo. His we confidence are. is we destroyed. Are. Correct. Last year he pitched really well. Right. This year he had that story against Miami. I was there. He was incredible. He was getting on some hits, nothing hard hit. And he did what you've seen him do in two innings every start. But then there's always that one or two innings where everything falls down and he doesn't, he can't seem to stop. Yes. Just, he, the dominoes keep falling. Correct. And it happened yesterday. Happened where, yesterday. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Where walk, earned, two walk, first, a hit. Three earned. Yachty has an error that somehow didn't get credited as an error. Uh, and then the next thing you know, it's Carlos. Next it's thing Carlos, you know, same way. earned in three innings. And, and let's get to Carlos right now, okay, before we move on to a few of the other, other things that we want to talk about. Um, Carlos pitching tomorrow, stays in the rotation, despite having the worst ERA of any starter in the major leagues. And to be fair, that's of, a, what is a 70-inning pitched um, limit. The reason that he's first, there are a couple guys, starters, that have worse ERAs than that. But because it kind of shows how poor our pitching rotation is, 
the fact that he has that ERA and hasn't even pitched 70 innings is all you need to know about where they've gone this June. Because there's no reason a guy with that many innings, I mean, with that much, that many runs given up, should have that many innings pitched on a major league roster. Right, right. We are talking about a guy who, just two years ago, right, out of the bullpen, was dominant. Absolutely dominant, right? It looked like, hey, this guy is back, right? He is back the way that we saw. He's what we knew that we had. Um, 3.17 ERA in 19, okay? 48 innings, 53 strikeouts. He only walked 18 guys. Is is it? We put John Gant back in the bullpen, understandably. So we we know that John Gant, when he is in the bullpen, comes out and throws seeds. And I'm worried that they've kind of tanked his. Hopefully, they haven't. Um, his confidence now. He wanted to be a starter this year. He went out was really good. Oddly enough, that Dodger start six innings, no earned runs. Right after that, it seemed like that could be something to get him going. It did the opposite. He hasn't had gotten out of the fourth inning since then. Well, and you said early on he's been he was flirting with disaster every game, and he was that terrible whip was. Was definitely flirting with disaster. The, the walks. I think the problem is you just don't have, and and this isn't a Schilt problem. This is, and and you can honestly say it's not even a Mo problem. I, I don't know there is some depth issue. I know that Derek Gould has talked about that, and I know that some other people have talked about the depth, not the issues that are Mo, but just the, the lack of depth that we have. Um, I do believe that that is an issue. Why Carlos is still probably there. I think if you have Carlos and Gant in the bullpen, that means you have five guys who are throwing well. That bullpen is unbelievable. That's seven guys. You go through, you go Miller, Hicks. I'm talking about, in, in, I'm sorry, in the rotation. In the Five rotation. guys in the rotation. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But right now, we have Wayne and we have KK. Right? Hey, and again, we got a guy tonight, Wade LeBlanc. My, jer- my jersey is ordered. It, it, it is able to be canceled within 24 hours, so let's see how this goes. However, Wade LeBlanc has had success at the Major League he's level. He's had success since he's come here. He came here with a 9.5 ERA. It's down to a 6.3. So I think so. He's been better. Right. He said he came here because he knew he wanted to pitch with his team and his organization, and he wanted to be with Yachty. We weren't the only team that reached out to him. That is correct. So that maybe he's found something. He did get, and honestly, the only two runs he's given up, three runs. He was popped for two homers against Pittsburgh on Friday, and kind of a mop up roll. Yep. After Carlos left the game, so I mean, right now, once again, he's been a guy that's floated around, not really had a ton of success. No. So if he wants to be a big leaguer, there's a chance right, right now. It is mind-numbing, and we have talked about this too, how you would think one guy would step, like, just step up. And it just, it's one thing happens each game that leads to this. And that's so, a snowball effect, because once it happens, it's happened 17 times this month. So when it has, starts happening again, instead of saying, like, Wayno does a great job of this, saying, no, not today. Correct. They don't. It kind of spirals, and like, oh, no, it's going to happen again. And then, obviously, when you start thinking like that, you try and be too fine, you miss spots, next thing you know, he's on base. And then if someone takes a big swing, the game's out of reach already in the and, second inning. And with that being said, Wayno and KK, KK's got to step it up. We need him to go longer than four, three, four, five innings every start. He has four great innings, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And then there's one, just like the other night. And now obviously he gets hit by the pitch, trying to bunt. That could be part of that, whatever. Also, not much hard contact that inning. No, I mean, that ball no. was a, I mean, the one I mean, brought in two, Lars, I mean, we were about two almost, inches away from yeah. Lars saving the game. For Correct. The third time and we win that game. And yeah. we won that game. And that's happened. That's, that's, that's part of what's going on right now. Yep, that's what's going on. Today, again. That's what's going on right now. So, uh, with that being said, my thing that I would love to see, and again, nobody cares what I would love to see. However, the one thing I think, I think our best pitcher right now is Al Trez. I think he is, has the best, I think he has yes. the best stuff on our team. So, I think you have to entertain the idea of the opener. I know that a lot of people don't agree with me, but here's the problem. We are seven and seventeen in June. We're not even get Altreus is sitting out there, 
uh, drinking Gatorades and spitting sunflower seeds with, every night. With Gio Gallegos. With, and, with and Gallegos and Cabrera. and Cabrera. Those are our three best pitchers. Other than Wayno. Wayno lives at another level for me, right? But those three. And we are not getting to use them in the situations that they were meant for. So are we better to throw Carlos out there for three innings? And, and here, again, maybe Carlos comes out of it tomorrow. Maybe we see a different guy. Yachty was all over him the other night. And we saw a different guy in Chicago. Correct. He went out there. We've we know the it's game. there. No one runs in seven innings. So the talent hasn't left him. We know we it's there. look at his pitches. They're all absolutely disgusting. He doesn't locate them. He leaves them up, and then they get flat. That's it. And another, I don't know. I mean... It's all hopeful at this point. Right. There's a lot of... It can only go up. We said coming into the season, there are a whole lot of ifs that have to fall into place. And they haven't. And nothing has fallen into place. They were at place. first. John Gantt right. And the problem with Reyes being an opener, which I would love to see him get three innings, because he needs to get innings at some point, because he gives you quality innings every time he's out there. 1.07 ERA on the year. But the problem is, you get him out there for two innings. And then now you have John Gant coming in to get three, four, five... How is that any different than when he was starting? I will say, here's my answer. I think that the goal for Alex Reyes still is to stretch him out to be a starter. They've already talked about potentially doing that in fall league uh, to get him into the rotation next year. That's where he wants to be. He, he, he does, and, and you know what? He's sitting in the dugout every day, or in the bullpen every day going, yeah, I'm not even getting used. So if you get him to three or four innings, let's say by August 1st or the end of July, which you can do, he could come out and throw three or four innings. He and Gant, hold on, hold on. And Gant comes in and he throws like bullpen. John Gant has thrown in the past, where we know that he's throwing ninety-seven siege with sliders on the on the black. Now you've got something, and I get now that. you've got something. But now you've had a guy in John Gant who for six months has been working on that ninety-two mile per hour. I understand. So how's he going to be able to just go back to it? I, it's not an easy thing to do. You have I know. To rack up another five miles per hour to get back to that. It's there. It's, he has it in him, right? It's but there. But does he have it actually in him? I think it's and there, and that's what we have to find out. But we've got two guys at the back end of the bullpen still. Maybe three. Three. Ryan Helsley has Four. stepped it up, right? Uh, but if, if Reyes is... Andrew is, Miller's is, been great. It's one of your starts. You've got... Gallegos has proven to be a closer. So you still have closing options. In my opinion, Alex Reyes would be a great guy to fill that fifth day. And here's the thing with Reyes, too, at the beginning. You know, you could throw him two days on a Wednesday, and he could close on a Saturday for an inning. You would still have him available. That's no different than him throwing three straight days anyway. So get in for us to break the cycle, I want to see our best guys on the bump. And we're wasting Alex Reyes in, in, just sitting out there. I, we saw him the other day at the, in the bullpen. He looks mind-numbingly bored. Which sucks because, I mean, at the beginning of the year when we were winning games, you're like, well, now we have a guy who up and down, had injuries, struggled, comes back looking better than he's ever looked. In perfect shape, looks great, and it was an absolutely electrifying presence on the mound, closing every game, hasn't blown a save the whole year, has been incredible, and you kind of just wasted it. Correct. Because that, I mean, that's a guy, when you have Cabrera, Gallegos, and um, Reyes, it's give me six. You give me six, we're going to win the game. Hand it off to those three. Schilte can play the matchups. He does a good job of that, I think. And then you're off to a win. Outside of Wayno, we haven't had anybody who has been able to get yeah. a six. And so if you think if, if, really if you can get Reyes stretch out, and again, we're back to the ifs. We've said this all along. There's a lot of ifs. And they're, you know, every team has them coming in. We know that. But the Cardinals sure had a lot. If Dylan Carlson be, can become good, we're, we've seen the flashes of greatness. He's, it's been, there. he's been good. He has been fantastic. He's having a good season. If Tommy Edmond can be consistent from the beginning. Well, he had two great months. 
He's starting to wear down a little bit. Night off tonight, right? If Yachty, well, Yachty started off like almost unhuman like, and now he has really come back. He does have four hits in his last three games. If Jack can be an ace, Jack was an Jack ace for an two ace. months, but then we lost him. So we saw some of those ifs get answered. If Jordan Hicks can stay healthy, no. He's if Miles Michaelis can also, stay healthy. Jordan Hicks is on the road to rehab right now. That's, that's huge. So we have some of these ifs that have been answered, and I think that's a start. Next year, and I'm not getting ahead of ourselves because I refuse to give up on 2021, this division is winnable. You, there are no good, great, great teams in this division. Milwaukee has some great pitching, but as you've said before and we've all read, one, one injury to knock on wood, I'm, I'm not wishing injury. I'm simply saying one in, they're one injury away from having – They're a Christian Yelich away from correct. not being competitive. Or a Corbin Burns. We thought, that, uh, we thought that about him in 2019. Yelich goes down, they make a push, and they make the playoffs. Correct. Correct. Well, whatever team Lorenzo Cain is on, I feel like will never not be motivated to go out and play hard. So there is always that. Also, when you have Josh Hader and our boy Devin Williams in the in the bullpen, um, also the Fire Eisen trade has worked out great. Getting, for both teams, w- right? Great for both teams. Willie Adamas has been amazing. Yeah. Uh, Tampa gets to call up the, the stud Wander Franco. So great. It's and they been get great. Fire Eisen. Correct. Also, I want to talk about that for a second. Derek Gould posted um, tweeted out today. Um, that Willie Adames comes over. That team has been ignited since since it came over. It's a change in the locker room. Mm-hmm. It's he had, brings a ton of energy. We saw in the playoffs. Oh, he is high series, energy. A guy that wasn't hitting at all in the World Series last year, batted under a hundred in the World Series, still brought value to a team, which is hard to do. So why do the Cardinals not look at something like what can we do? Bring a guy in with energy that can change it. Lars has been great. He has energy when he does it, but we need a major league proven guy to come in and just spark something. Spark an inning where you get three hits in a row and someone takes an extra base and you score. Okay. With that being said, to jumpstart a team that looks dead in the water right now. Today, Harrison Bader promoted the AAA method. That's good news. Right? Along with Nolan Gorman. Hey, shout out to those two, right? We might need, I I never thought I'd get to this point. Loved Bader when he came up. Have a lot of questions about does his bat play? Because his defense plays and his legs play. Looked really good. Start again like O'Neill driving the ball the other way. That's what you want to see. Does, does Harrison Bader coming back into that clubhouse maybe ignite it can. something? He is, a, he is an electrifying presence on the team. He can't, he, I mean, he's, he's shown some flashes of power this year more than we've seen in the past. He hit a ball over the bullpen against, I think it was Joey Lucchese against the Mets. But also, that means Tommy Edmund never has to play right field again. Which, thank goodness. Because he is such a good defensive second baseman. Yes. And it sucks to say, but he brings no value as a right fielder. Zero value. When you have a guy that can bat, he can bat 300, not doing it right now, but that's, I think that's where he projects as. Playing second base, that, that's a good second baseman. But when he's doing that in right field, when you have Aaron Judge and Juan Soto and all those right fielders in the league right now, it's what is his value, and it's not much. So now we can have, if Bader comes back, O'Neill, Bader, um, Carlson, and Newt Barr, four outfielders to where you'll never have to play Tommy in outfield again. Right. And he's done a good job out there. But yeah. having him at second base every day, except instead of Matt Carpenter, it's a big, it's a big correct. Change. One one of our future co-hosts, some guys we will be having many of them come on throughout the week. We're pretty excited about that, but we'll be releasing that information later. Uh, Mr. Mike Godar would say, and I think I agree with him, and I think I've said this in the past too. Tommy's best role is as a super utility guy, a Jose Okendo like who could start four to five games a week, but maybe at different positions. Do you, if you were the organization, take a look? Who, do you, who could you bring in every day at second base, like a Willie Adamas, that you get somebody new into this clubhouse, it lets Edmund, it gives him free reign work. You can give Paulie D a day off. You can give 
somebody off a day off in the outfield where Tommy can play and maybe jump starts both of them and well, the whole well, team. I've got a guy who's in St. Louis now. Okay, Eduardo Escobar. He is having a really good year. He's on a team that's floundering right now, looking not not even competitive really, just kind of trying to get through this year and see where it goes. I would be shocked if him or Marte are moved, if not both. And he's having a really good year. He's a guy that also a guy that can play anywhere, and has had he's a major league hitter. He's a hitter. He's been a hitter. Had a rough 2020, but you look at 2019 and what he's done so far this year, he's still a hitter. He is uh, signed through next year. No, sorry. He is an uh, unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. Uh, that's, hey, why don't, we, why don't we keep him in town? That's a very good look. I mean, Cattell Marte would be fantastic. Yeah, but, but I think you have to give up a lot. He's of eligibility. Right. There's going to be a lot of teams that would love to have him there. All Eduardo Escobar has done anywhere he's played is hit. Hit. Minnesota um, and Arizona. Can he, do you hits. believe he can play second base every day? He's been playing second base a lot. I, um, before Josh Rojas came up, they were playing him there about every day. So now that Josh Rose is there, he's played more third. All right. But he's a guy that can play anywhere. I'm sure he brings three gloves to the field every day. I, yeah, love those guys. Love those That's guys. That's Tommy Edmund. Love those guys. Today I was watching uh, ML, the show after Central, after Chris Russo, with Brian Kenny. And they were talking about having those guys. And they were talking about the difference between the Mets and the Yankees and how the Mets brought in those guys. Those guys who show up every day, Kevin Pillar, um, who was the, there was another one that they were talking about that they brought in. Along with guys like Jeff McNeil and guys like that, who show up, yes, every day, who just they're there to play. Yeah. They're there to play, and they show up every day, and they say, "Whatever my role is, put me in there." And I think that that is a great, that is a logical thing. I'm really tired of watching getting on these things and everybody talking about Max Scherzer and who can we deal for Max Scherzer, guys. We're not. Unless something dramatically changes, we're not getting Max Scherzer. The Nationals the are, na- have been rolling. They did just lose a series. To they, the did. Marlins. they did. They did. They're still to skid. But they're, they're only four games out. You look at a team that's going to want to get Max Scherzer, and the Cardinals are on that list of a team that obviously would love him, as every other team in baseball would love him. But we are a team that's already said we're committed to our young guys, and if you're the Nationals, the guys that are going to be offered to you, you're going to say, fine, give me Libertor or Gorman, or maybe both. Right. Because other teams will be willing to give up that. And with that said, we talked about Bader being called up. Again, our, our boy Nolan Gorman called up to Memphis today. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they play him at second every day. Uh, I think Kramer Robinson's playing short and right now for them, um, and or at third because I don't understand if you play him at third at all, even though he has played most of his games this year at third base. I know that's his natural position, but he is athletic as can be. He's young. He can hit. Boy, oh boy, that might be if if you get Escobar this year to fill the gap to they're, next year. The problem is they love Tommy, rightfully so. He's been uh, agreed, agreed. So they're not going to do that. We don't know. It's we have tough no idea. To see. They could. But it, that I, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot I of do. teams. There's been rumors that the White Sox are in on Escobar. Right. And a lot of teams that are really going forward this year because this is their year. Right. And and are do we think that's it? That's what I've been saying. These six games are important. They are. The last six were equally as important, but those are gone now. Because we go into the week before the All-Star break with, what, San Francisco and the Cubs? Yeah. And then oh. the week Ooh. after, the same thing. Right. So... The, you get you got you got this week has you have to go five four and two five and one. I've this been week. saying it. You have to be three games, four games most out of the division by July thirty first to force right. Mo to do something, and yeah. you have to be playing well. Yep, trending upwards because if not, I'm not saying Mo doesn't want to win, but he doesn't have to give away guys, and you have to force his hand to say, okay, the fans are pressuring us now, we're winning, but we can be better, and that's where they're at. They have to go in this week and take five at the least. Right. And that's hard to do, and right now the way they're playing it would be almost 
like a revelation if they did. But four at the very least, but you'd love to see five or six. Yep. All right. So just one more thing that I wanted to hit out uh, per Derek Gould as well. Jordan Walker promoted to high A Peoria. He's been raking. I mean, come on. Jordan Walker. Guys, for those of you who live in the Midwest, which uh, probably are a lot of you, go to take the two-and-a-half-hour trip up to Peoria. We're going to. You, you are going to probably see a guy. Right now he's playing a lot of second base. Um, at his size, 6'4". 19 years old. I think he projects probably either at the corner or maybe even in one of the outfield spots. We'll see. Which is I fine. Mean, right, we'll see. DJ LeMay, who plays at 6'4", six, 6'5", six, whatever he is at, for the Yankees. Um, just to go through a few things with Jordan Walker. Um, at Palm Beach, right, low A, 374. Led the team third in the league. Six home runs, tied for first uh, in the league. Um, or on, sorry, on the team, tied for sixth in the league. 24 runs, 475 OBP, 687 slugging. 1.16 OPS and 12 extra base hits. Uh, I mean, that's a guy at that age. And you add him, and if, for those of you who have also not been paying attention, check out Mason Wynn because that's our two-way guy, and he has been killing it as well. So the future is bright. The fu- I mean, the future. as long as we don't have a knee-jerk reaction and trade three of these guys for Max Scherzer or Kyle Gibson or somebody else, right? it sure would be nice to have the Garcias of the world. We don't. You've said it before. The Rosarinas of the world, we don't. All right, the Ryan Sheriffs of the world, we Luke don't. Voigt. Luke Voigt of the world, right. We don't have those guys. And like you have said to me before, they're not coming back. So what we have to focus on right now is these guys that we have have to get better. We all know that they can all perform. I mean, Nolan, when he is on, is a top 10 player in the league. I mean, we saw it the other day. Two for two, three walks, was on base all five times, a bomb and a double. Right. That's Nolan Arenado. Makes a great play the next day. He might, even if he goes out and struggles hitting, it doesn't seem to carry over to his defense at all. And that's why he's won eight gold gloves in eight years. And the thing that's so frustrating to me about this team is you, you look at it and you look at the next couple of years, and yeah, we have guys coming up that could be great. We have our guy. Nolan Arnott is our guy. Yes. And he can leave this year or next year as two opt-outs. You have to do whatever you can to make that guy not leave. Because I love Goldie. He's getting older. He, Nolan's going to be hopefully our pools for the next 10 years. Is he going to be out of pools? Probably not. But he's going to be that guy, the staple batting third or fourth every day. Yeah. So you got to keep him happy and you got to keep him here. And honestly, I want to see Nolan Arnott on a playoff race. You haven't Absolutely. seen it very often. You've seen it like one time in Colorado. Yeah, one I time. I want to see that man in October. And, and the Cardinals Could you uniform. imagine what this place would be like? Which I still believe we're going to be in. I still believe we're going to be in a playoff race. I do. I, I'm not willing to give up on this team. I think this is. I mean, we saw it. This happened in 2006. Gar- well, I think we won five 2011, games. 2011, 10 games out I think we won five games in June in 2006. Uh, and then went on a run. Only won 83 games. You're going to have to maybe... 83 is going to be a tough number to get in. However, what happened? You get in, you get hot. All, again, I've said it forever. Just get in. Just get hot. Just get in. Find because you never know. So Look at Washington. We get Jack back. At this point. Kim starts throwing better. Maybe we get Reyes extended. Maybe, who knows? Maybe Roel Ramirez... And Brandon Waddle are the answers. Just give us some quality innings. Yep. That's what I'm saying. You guys, those two have been to pitches. be big league pitchers their whole life. I guarantee it. Competitive. And as your just, chance, go out and take it. You can almost see we were at the game the other night, and you can almost see when KK walked the guy after they got the lead, right, for the Pirates. We got the lead one nothing. Nolan hits the home run. We put us up. He comes out. He walks the first guy. You can almost see the heads drop. You see Because them, it's like, here we go again. They're looking down, kicking dirt. Here we go again. And as a guy who played on a t- uh, has played on multiple teams, obviously not the big league level, that had walkings, and it just always led to runs because it does, unless we're hitting. But um, it's just like, okay, here we go again. The service is about to start. And you know those guys on the mound are thinking the same thing. And when they're thinking the same thing, they can't execute pitches. 
and that's where it spirals. And hopefully today with Blanc, throw some good innings for us and just come over here and load his DRA by three runs. Come out and throw strikes. That's come what out, I like, but he throws doing. strikes. Throw strikes. Make this team, this, and the offense put pressure on the Diamondbacks today. They, don't, they, they have been worse than us. They've been playing really They might be baseball. the worst team in baseball history. They, um, on the road, they are. Right. So go out there, put right. pressure on them, make them have the feeling you guys have been having the last three weeks. And, and here's the thing, and we've talked about this a lot. We have the, one of the best defenses I've ever seen in the league. I've ever seen. So you put you if you just allow the ball to be put in play, yeah, you're going to give up hits. You're going to give up some home runs. That's today's game. And there's going to be errors. It's, it's going to happen. But we make the majority of plays behind you. It's the walks that have to stop. Hey, today is a new day. That's the best thing about baseball, right? Today is every a new day. day. Every day, you it's a new game. So here we go tonight. Wave the blank. All right. With that being said, let's transition over. Just a, a quick look at the standings in the National League. Right now, the Mets uh, four and six in, uh, in their last ten, lead by four over the Nationals. Their their pitching was not was it was supposed to be great. They haven't even had Cookie Carrasco really at all this year. And if he can come back and be good, that team is. I mean, it's looking like they could run away with it. Honestly, they. I mean, they get they got McNeil back. Conforto, and they have right Conforto's back. Conforto's back. Nemo's on his way back. Lindor's Lindor's starting to hit. Lindor's getting Lindor's only going to get better as it gets hotter. Outside. Pete Alonso, we know he hits nothing but tanks. Pete Alonso just barrels everything and. And they have the best pitcher I've ever seen. Well, and and dodged a massive bullet with Marcus Stroman. Uh, really, we're concerned about the hip. Uh, evidently, I think it's Thor throwing. Did I read this right? He's on a throwing program. I know and he's he about was. to go out on an outing. I know he was. I know he was throwing. They said there was a little bit of soreness again. So we'll see where he goes. If he can just get healthy. Taiwan Walker, the signing of the year incredible. so far. I was screaming from the rooftop right. to the finals to get him. Yep. He's just, he just pitches. He's a good pitcher. He, he is. So, uh, National 7-3 and three in their last 10. Kyle Schwarber. Four, four games out, Kyle Schwarber. I mean, that's a guy who would that's look really nice. That's the best we've ever seen. Would have looked really nice in this lineup along with Jack Peterson, but that's okay. Trey, I, I get it. Trey Turner was on the Chris Rose rotation today, and he was, he was saying... It was fun because I knew he was going to hit a home run. There's a pitch at his eyes, and he had a home run. He was like, this guy just does it every time. He was like, I think they're going to walk him to pitch to me, but maybe they didn't want to pitch to me. And he was like, it's the most incredible yeah. run I've ever seen. Big fan, he's, always he's always awesome. been a big fan of Kyle Schwarber, yeah. University of Indiana. Even he was a Cub, but still like Right, him. right. Big fan of his. Same with Jack Peterson. Love Jack love Peterson. Peterson. Um, so, great to see. Hey, I'm rooting for the Nationals. Yeah, keep rolling. Right. I'm rooting for the Good Nationals. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. They have a yep. good... Strasburg's going to come back. They're only going to get better. Joe so Ross pitching guy. well. He'll, he'll have a hiccup here and there. But young Joe Ross still pitching well. Juan Soto has Corbin, been Juan Soto. You, Corbin could be great or he can be not great. And he, we've seen him be great and, in postseason. Right. So and Juan Soto hasn't been Juan Soto. With, so with that, that being said, we're, we're sitting here with our team woes. Uh, at least we're not Atlanta Braves fans, right? Woo! Boy, the our Cubs. Phillies fans. Yeah, the Every Phillies, year the expectations are there. And again, those teams are only five games great. out. I, would you be shocked if either of those teams get hot and win the division? I, I wouldn't. I would be shocked if the Phillies win a division because I think there's three teams – that are better than them that they'll have to leapfrog. The Braves, well, there are. I still think the Braves, they've been there. They've done it. They obviously lost Marcelo Zuna. Rightfully so. Yeah. But, um... Hey, yeah, that, like you said, that whole bring back the big bear hashtag. Didn't work well. I'm glad that, and, that did not age well. And honestly, Marcelo Zuna may have single-handedly ruined this organization. Because yeah. Sandy Alcantara, Zach Gallen are gone because we wanted him and then he left. Right. And now the Braves, I mean, they're looking for a guy. Almonte's been really good. Moved up to the four hole. No one saw that coming. Sad, sad news with Mike Soroka. That poor yeah. guy blows out the Achilles. Achilles again, walking from the parking lot into the the facility. Um, that poor guy. We know that he has some of the best stuff in the in baseball. I just hope they can so, recover. We saw yes. how tough it was for Wayno the next two years after that injury. Yep. He's he was second in rookie of the year. 
was he's been he's great. I mean, him and Max Fried, that's a top two you can lean on for years. Absolutely. And I, I well, like and you have Ian Anderson, the young kid as well, and yeah, they have Bryce a couple. Wilson. Yes, they they, they got a lot of guys. They do. Um, so we'll see what happens here. Let's, uh, obviously, we've talked about the Central right now. The Brewers three games up on the Cubs. Brewers seven and three in their last ten. Uh, really took advantage of that Colorado series. They took advantage of the games we cut. Right, and that's what we need to do this week. The Cubs, uh, Cubs no hit the Dodgers. Right, the combined no hitter. Also, I'm sorry. I, I get that they're going to tell me they didn't know. Don't tell me you came into a game and you didn't know you were in a no-hitter. Like, don't tell me that. But, oh, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. Um, you, if you would have seen Craig Kimmel's reaction, I, I know. he came out to hug him and he looked confused. Yeah. So, four so. and six. Four and six for them in the last ten. Um, I, I think the Reds, look, the Reds right now are a two-man team. I mean, but those two Jonathan are India's really good flipping too. good. Jonathan yeah. India has been good. Jonathan India is a nice player. We saw him make some. We saw him hit a couple yeah. home runs here in St. It's Louis. It's not often you see a team that's, that's not – a playoff contention team by the All-Star break, and maybe they will be if they go on a run here. But with who I assume are going to be two of the stars in the All-Star game, and Castellanos and Winker, both have been great. Luis Castillo's come back, pitched really well his last five outings. Get Vado so, back and send Zell back. back. Moustakis. Moustakis is coming back. Correct. So they, I mean... I think it's a four-team race the entire it, year. It seems like it, and it seems like... I don't know. I mean, no one looks like they're going to run away with it. No I one's think, gone on that run. I just think you can't look at the standings at all. No. And, and take any, like, I, I can't take anything out of them. So, um, all right. for some. The NL West sports the three best teams in, in uh, the National League. In baseball. <laughs> right. We have uh, the Giants, the surprise team of the year. Awesome. Eight and two in their last ten. They just, all they do is pitch. They pitch and they get timely. And they, and they have guys who are, I mean, they have they guys have, who are revitalizing the career. Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford. And Jose, they and are Longo. just. That, I, I love. I love watching I love them that. play. Kevin Gosman, big shout out. Yeah, should win the Cy Young. Oh my goodness, if it wasn't so for good. Degrom, who's right, right. If it right, it's, it's, it's always the, it's always the, if it wasn't for. But Kevin Gosman's been great. Alex Wood's been really good. I mean, they and signed Desclafani, a guy that I wanted us to sign. Right, he's always good. Yeah, he had a rough year last year, like a seven ERA, I mean, but has come out. in. I mean, and again, you get with the you've said this before too. You get with the right coaches, and also you get around the right guys. We've seen that here. Woody when Woody Williams came here, when uh, um, the guy we got from the Indians who ended up winning the game for us in World Series two thousand eleven. Jake. Oh, is that no, good lord, why can I not think of his name? Jake. Um, Westbrook. Westbrook. Thank also, you. Brain you fart at, there. I'm really happy for Gabe Kapler because he got scapegoated in Philly when it didn't yes. work. And he's kind of gone to San Francisco and, and said it wasn't And last eight. year they finished last in, in the league or in the division. And there was a lot of talk about, oh, is Gabe Kapler? Well, you Posey sat out. You had Everybody was hurt. Cueto's back pitching well. Yeah. Uh, they're a fun team to he's watch. And th- this, week, this week they've got the Dodgers. So that'll be a fun series. Tonight you got Bauer and Disclafani. Uh, that's going to be much watch TV. Yeah, that'll be fun. So you got the Dodgers three games back, three and a half back. And then obviously the Padres four and a half back. I don't see those three teams going anywhere. I don't either. The only team that you could see maybe having a little bit of a scuffle is the Giants. But they I feel bad that they have to kind of prove everyone wrong. Right. This is three months now. Right. This isn't a, a good run. This is a good season. And the Padres are just the most electrifying team in all of baseball. Oh. That Dodgers-Padres series was like World Series baseball. Yeah. And you don't see that often. So there, there is a good chance that two of those teams Take a will be playing a wild card game in October. So if you look at the other two divisions, <laughs> you really oh have to. Could you imagine Dodgers, Padres, and a winner take all? I hope we see a seven-game series between those Same. Two. Same. But you look at that, and then you look at the other divisions, and you say, well, we have to win it. Right. Yeah. Oh, you have to win the division. Happen. You have to win the division. All right. Over in the, over in the American League in the East, uh, I mean, every, every year – Everybody wants to count out Tampa Bay. Always. Oh, well, they're, they're not going to be. 
and all they do is beat. They and they are only a half game out right now. Another team that has just a bunch of guys. It doesn't matter who Last they throw. Hurt. He's doesn't matter back. who they throw in the outfield. They're going to do something. Um, Kevin Cash is just a wizard. Yeah, he knows where to put guys to succeed. Look at Mike Brasso. Doesn't hit. I mean, he doesn't play against righties, but when he plays against lefties, he gets two hits a game. It seems. And, like. and they make. They might be the best trading team in baseball. Like you have a young kid in Adamas. They did trade Jake Cronenworth. They did. Run. That is true. But they do. They did have. Uh, they got a young kid, Adamas, who is, like you said, a spark plug. People love him, but they know that they got Franco is coming up. And what do they do? They go out and they get another bullpen piece in Fire Eisen, and that guy is nasty as can be. So you add him to Diego Castillo, and you add him to all those guys. Banks and yep. Nick Anderson when he comes right. back. He's still not healthy. Correct. You got a Local banged up, kid, Nick Anderson. There's a banged up team that people thought weren't going to be good before they were banged up. And you see where they're at right now, half game back at the Red Sox. Yep. And they're up on the Yankees still. Yep. And the Blue Jays. And Yeah, and so with that also being said, the Red Sox, uh, uh, next to the Giants, probably the second like surprise team of baseball. Uh, six and four in their last ten, but they have a half game lead on the race. And just coming off a fresh sweep of the Yankees. And, and they got uh, the energy. And Alex Cora said he had an interview the other day. He said most teams looking to make a trade. We don't have to trade, and we got Chris Sale coming back. And there is no doubt that having Alex Cora in that dugout this year Love Massive him or hate change. Him, he wins games. Massive change. Again, everybody loves to play for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loves him. So, uh, Rafael Devers is becoming a superstar in front Andrew, of our eyes. He is one, I think. Um, Alex Verdugo, that trade, I mean, he's starting to it's play about, like as well as a trade could, of yes. a superstar can work out for you. And Xander Bogarts is the most underrated player in baseball. Yeah. He's never talked about in the top three shorts in baseball. He might be the best. Yep. Other than Tatis. Yep. I mean, he's one of the best hitters in all of baseball. Uh, Blue Jays, Blue Jays with their young, exciting team sit six games back. Look, you've got the NL or the AL East guys, four teams above right 500. Yeah, four teams above 500. And again, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not saying I'm going to bet money on it right now. I'm not going to go to FanDuel and, and and bet on it. But if the Yankees ended up in first place, because they do have that Severino on the field throwing today, uh, you just don't know. Now, Which is obviously, great to see. he had injuries a right. weeks ago. Hope he gets healthy because he's been a two-time All Star in very limited time. And he's been a horse for him in the postseason. And that lineup can just flat hit. but They can't right now. R- right now they are struggling, They've but struggling we know really that bad. they can hit. But if they turn it around, I mean, we've seen them have the most injuries in baseball and make the playoffs. If there's a resilient team that can do it, it's them. Toronto, can't skip them. 7-3 in their last 10, 6 games back. Uh, I mean, 4 or 5, 6 of the most young, exciting guys in baseball. Obviously, Vladdy Jr., hey, he went, he, he lost a bunch of weight. He went vegetarian. He got with some guy on a weight program, and he is he looks like dad. He looks like his dad out there. Uh, I mean, we, we, we've got to love Teoscar Hernandez, another guy we talked about underrated. Nobody awesome. talks about him. He's, He's awesome. incredible out there. Bo Bichette, one of the best Grich- shortstops. Randall Grichik having a career Rand- year. Where Grichik another continues to hit rate. out there. And then you look at the right side of their infield, might be starting an all-star game. With I mean, Marcus, Marcus Simeon, Simeon and what a signing. And how about Marcus Simeon, a guy I have always been a fan of, saying I will sign a one-year deal because I'm betting on myself. And he is going to get paid next yes, year. Hopefully by that same team because he's. I'm hoping it's there. right here in St. Louis. That would also be awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, if we move to the AL Central, everybody's team in the that we love to hate, even though I still love them, the White Sox. Everybody roots against Tony because you know, well, it's Tony. I mean, and, for the team, right? For the uh, players. three and seven in their last ten, struggling a little bit. Their pitching 
Uh, even Giolito and Rodon got knocked around the other day. Which is fine because you believe in those guys. They're right. mentally tough guys. Both have gone through their struggles yep. in their career. And any, I, I, any team that has Dallas Keuchel on it can win. Yep. He just goes out there and does his thing every yep. day. Uh, so they sit two and a half games above the Indians, who also a surprise team. I don't know how they're there outside of their pitching, but they get That's some it. timely hitting. That's Yeah. So Tyler Naquin hurt which, today. While we're talking about them, let's hope that Josh Naylor's okay. Yeah. Talk, Tyler Naquin's on the Reds. Sorry, I meant, I meant Josh Naylor. Yeah, Josh Sorry. Naylor looked really bad, but um, they said it, it looks a lot worse than it maybe was. Hopefully he comes back for a postseason run if they have one. But, yeah, that was a tough one. That looks really painful. Yeah. Um, and, and they're sitting with a guy that nobody talks about in Jose Ramirez. It's one of the best players in baseball. MVP uh, candidate every year. Absolutely. One of the and best hitters in baseball. Top five third baseman. Just everything And in the, in the next couple of weeks, we will have one of our other co-hosts joining us in Dee Pagel, who is the largest uh, Indians fan I know. I mean large, not in size, but in stature, right? <laughs> he loves the Indians, and he's going to bring a lot of stuff. Like, hey, when you have, when you have Shane Bieber... Right, that's a one every fifth day, yeah. basically, as far and, as I'm concerned. And then you're throwing out Savali, and you're throwing out some of these other guys. Right, uh, you've got a shot. You've got a shot to win, mm-hmm. and that's all you can ask. Uh, the rest of the the rest of the division is garbage. Well, I mean, we say that we just got Jonathan. Well, Jonathan Scope's going to get traded to a contender. He's so. going to that's make another guy. That he's going to make an impact for somebody because that's a guy who can play first, third, second. Uh, he, if, if he gets sent to an American League team, he can DH for you. And all he does is hit everywhere yeah, I know, he's been. I know it seems like forever ago when the Orioles were competitive. But back when him and Adam Jones were in there, he was the top five MVP Hardy, guy. Baylor, yes. And he also was hitting down the stretch, got them in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, the guys hit everywhere you go. The Royals start out great, right? They were one of Cinderella stories the first month of baseball. Uh, they've really fallen on some hard times, 3-7. and seven. Minnesota, poor Minnesota just can't stay healthy. No. I mean, you've got one of the most exciting players in baseball in Byron Buxton, and I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I wouldn't even his, rush him back this year. No, his, and his injuries aren't like, oh, he doesn't keep himself in shape. No. no. He gets hit in the hand, broken finger. And he was having an MVP-type season yes. like, to start I mean, he went down. I, I remember, I mean, we saw him play in the minor leagues. He's, he hit me he a was, foul ball. He was a man among boys. Yes. When we saw him, he hit for the cycle. Hit for the well, yeah, hit for the cycle and hosed the guy out at home like he was yeah. throwing sixty feet. He was awesome. And then you look, and he's coming back from his injuries this season, and he he goes down, hits four home runs in like five games for the Triple A team. Comes back, hit by pitch, he's out again. Uh, another um, guy that I think could be a difference maker down. The, I think that the Twins look to trade Nelly Cruz. I mean, you're talking about a guy on a one year deal. I mean, that's a guy you could get some value back for. And imagine him going to the A's or him going to a team like... It's going to be an American yeah, a guy, team. Yeah, a guy that can hit anywhere. Right. He, I mean, what about the Yankees? You put him at DH and you move Stanton to the outfield. Don't I don't know if they'll Stanton do that. I know. Um, but what about the Rays? You put him in, in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, that, right? He's a good guy who I think you could get some value I mean, for can, there at the he end. He can go anywhere and you can see an improvement because you can move anywhere right. around. A lot of talk about Barrios maybe being moved. He's got a year left on his contract, He's so that'll be interesting too. The AL West, hey, everybody hates him. You love to hate All him. they do is freaking hit, and they don't even have Alex Bregman right now. Uh, the Astros 8-2 in their last 10. They're two games up How's on the Altuve? A's. Back to oh, And I love Altuve. to see it. I've always been Me an too. Altuve fan. So watching him come back, and it was like he would hit the walk-off home run. And it was like everything, yeah, the walk-off Grand Slam, and everything just fell off for And him. It's, it's awesome because, I mean, everyone has said he's the guy that told me don't use the trash cans, but because he goes out there, has his best season of his career, it doesn't matter what you say, no one's going to believe it. Right. And he ta- people believe he steals a MVP from Aaron Judge, obviously they win the World Series, and to see him back, going to be in the All-Star game again, and just doing his thing. And that, I mean, he's, you love him, but it's, hard, it's harder and harder to love him when you see what they did. But you still love them. So. Absolutely, you got the Mariners who just uh, 
also promoted their young stud up to double A. Um, he got called up today trying to think, uh, Kellenick was up here. He's been sent back down. Um, Julio Rodriguez. Continues to rake. Yeah, he just got promoted today. Right, a guy with a 992 OPS. Uh, he's one of their future. Th- th- that team has a bright future. It's and Logan they're still Gilbert, a Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kelnick. Yeah. And we'll see Kyle Lewis if he can get back to where he was right. last year. Mitch Hanniger, another guy you could see moved. Uh, um, we'll see and probably Kyle Seeger. I think you could see him maybe move too. I don't too. know about him. He seems like a Mariner. Yeah. I, mean, I don't see him going anywhere else. Uh, they sit three games above. Uh, we'd be remiss not to talk about Otani. I mean, must-see TV every night he plays. Most talented Still a base again yesterday. I, I mean... The, the team is terrible. I, I, the they, Angels. I mean, the Angels. They the just cannot pitch. Everyone has known for years that they need the pitching. The Albert Pujols contract handicapped them. It's hard to say about a team that's been so good forever. So Right. I mean, a player that's been so good forever. So, I mean... Again, Otani, apologize there. We had a little technical difficulty. Uh, must-see TV every night. Every night, um, on the bump, at the plate. Pitching and hitting first and second in the same game. 470-foot home run. I'm super, super geeked to see him in the home run derby. Uh, we know that he will be there along with Trey Mancini today. Trevor Story, that's awesome, that's awesome for him to, to be there. Nolan's been asked. Yeah, we we'll got to make we'll it happen. We'll see if Nolan and Trevor can have a matchup. You know, they're good friends. Um, obviously, Colorado would be hurting even worse if he was able to beat Trevor in that. But that Who are we missing? There's a fourth in there. Those are, uh, there's only three, I think, that have been announced so far. Okay. We did find out Tatis did decline. Okay. Glad to see he declined. He's had that shoulder problem. Yep. Pete no Alonso need to do it. Pete Alonso is he's was defending awesome. the title. Yes. Defending the title. And boy, got, there's going to be some bombs in will Colorado. Be, it will go far. But glad to see that Tatis, uh, obviously I'm not saying he's unself, not self-aware, but glad to see that he is, knows where his body's at. He needs to be there in August, September, October. I'd rather see him in postseason baseball than hitting home runs for an exhibition. Yep. So, glad to see that. But that's going to be really fun to see. Obviously, Trevor Story, we saw him hit a ball 505 feet two years ago. Right. So, he's going to do well. Shohei seems to barrel everything. Has a great swing. There's effortless power. Seems like yeah. doesn't even really rotate his back foot too much. It just goes. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And the next four are if probably going to be equally as exciting. You wouldn't remember, but I remember when Ichiro came over and the, the thing was he could – Hit home runs whenever he wanted. That just he didn't want that to be part of his game. Um, this is almost like we're seeing what I think Ichiro could, could have, have done. done. Well, right, and I think exactly. Ichiro probably could have done a hundred on the mound. He might have. So he, yeah, because we know that he had the hose from yeah. right field. There was no doubt about it. Um, the, the Angels again. They just can't get out of their own way. I think the Rangers are set up. Uh, they've got some really good players in the Kyle farm Fuller's system. Has been really good this year, and, the, and they're gonna they're probably going to trade Joey Gallo and Kyle Gibson. I, if I, I were to a Matt Gallo just came off a five homer week. He's at an all-time high value right now. Yeah, He needs to go out this year because he has one or two years left. Every year that gets taken off of that time that he has left is another prospect that's off the right. they're going to give you. Yep. So, so this year, if they, if they, I know he's the face. They just got that new ballpark. They want to make money, and I get all that. But they're not making – not that many people are going anyway, and he's a guy that could change a team drastically if he goes there. I'll talk about a guy that – I mean, he'd be great on any team. There's not one team you can tell me – that he wouldn't change the team in a positive way. Agreed. Agreed. And you can say the same for Kyle Gibson. Yeah. He might not be an ace. He's pitching like one sort of this he's, year. I mean, he's been. But he is a guy a, that, I mean, obviously I've been on that train to get Kyle that. Gibson. He's going to come out and he is a bulldog. He's going to throw. He's going to throw strikes. He's going to be around the plate. And uh, he doesn't get rattled. And he does not get rattled. That, he's he a is guy. A, yeah. I'll go back to when we traded Alan Craig, which still hurts me. Favorite card of all time. <laughs> but when we traded him, we got John Lackey. Changed the season around. 
I mean, if we could make another move like that, he's a guy that I would love to see in Cardinal Brandon right. in a couple of weeks here. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, let's transition quickly. Um, we're going to get out of here as soon as we got the Cardinal game coming up in a little bit, right? Wade LeBlanc. Wade LeBlanc. We've got our guy. We've got our guy. Uh, just wanted to hit a little bit on uh, tonight, Game 5, Suns, Clippers. Right? I know some of you might not be massive NBA fans like we are. Um, it is the DeAndre Ayton and the Devin Booker show. Devin Chris Booker. Chris Paul does what he does, too. Look, let's get – and Chris Paul came out today. And he said we're not going to talk about a 3-1 lead. Obviously, when he was with the Clippers, they were up 3-1. They got beat. Um, let's get Chris Paul. Let's get CP3 a ring. But Devin Booker, this is his coming out party. We've all known it. We've all known it. Again, our other, point game. one of our other co-hosts who will be joining us, Matt Seward, has been on the Phoenix Suns Devin Booker train for years. Um, he will be here to discuss that with us probably. Hopefully, they get in the finals in next week. Um, DeAndre Ayton, what a, I mean, that's what a number one draft pick. And he's playing like a number one draft pick. They're playing five guys a lot of minutes, but also, I'll tell you what, guys like Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson are Tar Heels. They are stepping up, playing 25 minutes a night, and playing really well. the thing well. about them is they might play five or seven, but unlike the other team, almost every night all those players get over 10. Yeah. And if you can get players over 10 and you get one of Booker, Ayton, or Paul to go off, which one of the three will, that's a recipe for success. And I think that I think it's so funny as you look back a couple of years – Ago, LeBron tweeted, Devin Booker is the most underrated player in basketball. Did Devin Booker dethrone the king? Right. He did this year. Right. And that team doesn't look like it's going to get worse. And tonight is a night where you want to go out there and get it done tonight. Don't let home comeback story. Ty Lue has not get nervous at 3-1. We've seen him come right. back and win a championship. You don't have Kawhi. You don't have Kawhi. Uh, I mean, they are relying heavily on Paul George and Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Jackson. Mr. October is becoming yeah. Mr. June, yeah. and good for him. Good for a him. guy who kind of, his career was just kind of like, just teetering and, in and Detroit. Was, even if he was good, he was in Detroit, so it was kind of hidden. Right. Nobody really And I'm sure that when he came him. to the Clippers, like last year, I think he came I last year. I he was there. Uh, you know, you got Beverly, yeah. and you've got guys like that. Terrence Mann, hey, the boat rocker, right? Terrence Mann from the Field of Dreams, that man One is playing great. One of the best third quarter players I've Ooh. ever seen. He He'll get nothing in the first two, and then he'll go out there and give you fifty. So, and then and then uh, Zubak, he, he looks like he should be a lot like less athletic than he is, but you just never know with the Clippers. But I'm all in, and 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 with the with the Suns, anytime you got a guy like Jay Crowder on your team, he is a guy that you don't even worry about. He's like PJ Tucker. Yeah, you throw him out there, you know he's going to give you thirty to thirty five minutes a night. He's going to play great defense. Make, make a big he's, shot. Or he's going to make a big shot. He doesn't miss free throws. He'll get a steal or two. And he, and he brings energy. And you don't have to worry about him. He brings and, energy. Yes. And so, really, really like this Suns team a lot. I like him a lot. Um, so, I'm all in on the Suns. Yeah, that, that's too. who I'm rooting for and for the rest awesome of the And it's just awesome to see these four teams in it. Well, obviously, the Hawks, Bucks, one out of last night. And then you go Suns and Clippers. None of these teams have made it since I've been alive. No. When I was a kid, obviously, in middle school, Michael Jordan was my favorite player. The Bulls were my team. But in the 80s, the Bulls weren't great, right? They, it was Jordan and nobody else. So my second favorite player was Dominique Wilkins. I had the old uh, Hawks, like, duffel bag, the big duffel bag for basketball season and the, the big satin red coat, right? Uh, and they, they made the playoffs quite often with Dominique. You had Dominique, you had Kevin Willis, you had Spud Webb. You had guys like that who were making the playoffs. They never went far. Uh, then a few years ago, we saw them get to the conference finals with guys like Paul Millsap and uh, Jeff Teague, and Kent Bazemore, and those guys, right? Uh, it's fun to watch. I mean, they've got a guy. They've got a guy. They, they do. Ice Trey. Trey Young is fun to watch. He is, and uh, hopefully he's okay. He stepped on the rest foot last night. Nothing more Atlanta Hawks than no. get and your star not, hurt not even by Atlanta stepping Hawks, on. Not even Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta sports. Oh, my goodness. They have had There's... some tough breaks here. Go dating back to the Matt Ryan, Tom Brady Super Bowl, 
all the way to today. They haven't had anything go their way. Nah. Hopefully nah. he comes back, he's okay, get that thing wrapped up, and hopefully it's numb for three hours while they play. Last night was a Chris Middleton show. Yes. Chris Middleton, uh, we talk about underrated. And he had a tough Chris series Mid- leading up to it. He, he needed that. And, and Giannis needed it too. because 20 points in the fourth Giannis. quarter. Uh, just absolutely stepped up. Giannis, those two. Uh, again, one of my, one of our, I think I can say, all-time favorite uh, basketball players and maybe one of the best humans in the world, Drew Holiday. Awesome. Love to see him doing well. Uh, hated to it's see him leave New defender. Orleans. But you're talking about one of the nicest men. Like, I just do nothing but root for him. Yeah. Um, Really like Trey Young. I, I'll tell you what, it was nice to see Gallinari play. He's yeah. playing really well. Yeah. You've got the Bogdanovich. I mean, he's shooting. The, those two teams are well They're matched. A lot of fun. Really wish that uh, Milwaukee had DiVincenzo. Yes. I think he makes a big difference for them on that perimeter. Um, give more minutes to Bobby Portis. Let's free Bobby Portis, right? All he does is come in. The crowd loves him. Instant, instant excitement. He does talk about doing something great every night. Uh, with Brooke Lopez struggling, I know he's going to be out there to start, but you have to start he's thinking about rebounds. more minutes for Bobby Portis, man. So he'll get his points, but he is not getting rebounds. And that's what you need when you have John Collins out there getting 20 boards a night. That's a problem. John Collins from you Wake Forest let coming John up Collins big. just run, run the, the backboard. Like right. You can't let him do that because yep. you can't give Trey uh, Young multiple chances to make one because he will make it. Yeah, Milwaukee or Atlanta is a, is a matchup nightmare. Because they can get to the hoop, but they also have in Herder, Bogdanovich, and Gallinari, they got guys who can fill it up. And Trey Young has really improved from the three point line. And his um, best shot is that floater. He comes in, somehow he sees over the seven foot guy, makes him come in, and he'll either shoot it or he'll kick it out to someone, and they're not missing when he's kicking it out. And when Milwaukee goes small with Bobby Portis, it almost makes Clint Capella useless. Mm-hmm. So that's their matchup. Like, like that puts Collins, they move Collins to the five. Or or Ocum, the the young yeah. kid who the num- their number one pick last year, like the, that the Atlanta Hawks are here to stay, guys. The Atlanta Hawks are here to stay, and, no one and I'm glad coming. to see it. They had a losing record yep. before they got. They go in, they dominate the Knicks. Nate Mc- McKinnon. Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan. They yeah. Got Nate McMillan. Yeah. Who probably should have won man um, coach of the year. Yeah, you could argue. You could make that argument. I mean, to get that team to the playoffs, a team that nobody thought. But, I mean, Clint Capella and John Collins just, they just get, I mean, what, they get 35 boards between them a yeah, game? Yep. Like, it seems, it sure seems it's, like it's, it. It's been the last couple of games, and that's, don't give Giannis and Middleton a second chance to get a shot off, because they'll find something to do if right. it's the first one. So let's hope the Trey's healthy, that bone bruise was the report. You want to see the MRI. He says it's questionable. I, there's no, uh, Rachel Nichols tweeted today. Uh, she sees no way he's not in the lineup yeah. tomorrow, and I agree with that. Game four, that's a pivotal game. It is. That's a swing uh, game. At home, yeah. you, that's, a, that's a big game. I, I mean, I think... They lose that game, it's going to be tough right. to take the next three, especially I would say when it's you're going win. away. It's a must-win yeah, game. Yeah, must-win game. All right, so we got the NBA playoffs. Um, tonight, What or is it tonight or tomorrow night, the Canadians? Uh, the Canadians and the Lightning? Correct, yeah, and I saw that Lightning the tickets going were going for, for like $35,000. Lightning going like for back-to-back championships. Canadians destroyed New York. The I, Islanders, I know, of winning. I will be honest, and my buddies all know this, I know very little about the NHL outside of the Blues, and I, I barely know that. Um, I have been betting money and riding the Montreal Canadiens train <laughs> the entire way. They seem to be plus money every night, and they just keep making me money. So playing. let's go, Canadians. When you got you got like Carey Price out in there in the, in the goal, you have a good chance. Uh, okay, final thing that we want to talk about, and then we're going to get out of here, is we got, like I said, we got Cardinals coming up soon uh, at 7-15, taking on the Diamondbacks. Uh, the last thing tonight also in Omaha, we've got the College World Series starting. 
Uh, the SEC plays at a different level, it seems like. Yep. And for the third time, I think, in the last six or seven years, you have two SEC teams in the finals. Uh, Mississippi State with, with Sims at, at the back end of their – I mean – They've seemed to be close. <laughs> they seem to be close every year the last couple yep. of years. Obviously, last year with the stoppage, but – they just hadn't gotten that that big one to get them through when they they're here now. And they're the seventh national. They're the seventh ranked team in the yeah. nation. And then Vandy number four. That that pitching staff. I think uh, Lighter goes tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sets up for local boy Christian Little and to Robert, go in game and two. Robert. And then maybe you've got Kumar coming back. Unfortunately, such sad news with NC State. Uh, they were such a fun team to watch. Great story. Um, what a, yeah, what I mean. Shout out to their coach, to their team for for getting them that one far. Those, and then to have that happen. I, I just feel I feel absolutely awful. awful. Um, feel absolutely awful. The awesome thing the other day was game one against Vandy. They put uh, the Heifel or whatever his name is, the, the stud pitcher at first base. He gets three hits off of Kamar Rocker. He didn't have a bad bat all year. That's college baseball, guys. So if you don't watch, I, I am a college baseball fan. Uh, the SEC plays at a different level, and then you know there's a lot of the the with Stanford's success this year. A lot of talk about they're losing a lot of guys in California heading to the SEC. We see why. It's Vanderbilt and Mississippi State tonight. And that place, hopefully the weather's good. You never know with Omaha, Nebraska weather in June. Hopefully the, the weather's part good. Part of the World Series fun. Right. And uh, that place is going to be hopping tonight. So yeah. uh, I really don't have a rooting interest. Um, I, 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 I love to watch reason, Vanderbilt. I mean, I'll, I'll be rooting for Jack Leiter and Kumar to go out there and just get their draft stock up. Yeah. Get your money while you can before you're, uh, before you're struggling down there in the minor leagues, which will be happening here soon. But I'm excited to see those guys go out there and compete again. Even when we saw the last game when Jack Leiter was facing NC State, he didn't have his A-plus stuff, but he pitched like an A-plus pitcher still. Yeah, so I, mean, I think we're looking at does. maybe the one-two, maybe in the draft. We'll see. I mean, there are a couple of really good players out there, but I, I would be surprised if any team doesn't take Jack Leiter with the first pick. You've got Tanner at Mississippi State, one of their big stud hitters. He's yeah. starting to hit a little bit. Um, one of the most exciting players as far as I'm concerned is this Enrique Bradfield Jr., the freshman that leads off for Vandy, yeah. that every time he gets on, he steals a base. He's, He's a awesome. big hit the other night to, to win Two the game outs. against Stanford. I mean, what? I the mean, big, come I mean, on. The big, that's the dream. I mean, you Love dream it. about that moment. Love it. And when you're in your backyard playing with football, that's the moment yeah. you dream of being. Yeah. Man. So you came through. Fun night tonight. Fun night tonight. Yeah. You got game. You got game five. You got the Cards Diamondbacks. Here we go, Wade LeBlanc, and then we got the College World Series. Your mom's gonna love our TV watching oh, yeah. tonight. Uh, anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Um. I just want to see well, – we want to see some good Cardinal baseball here this week. Mm-hmm. Even if they go 3-3, three and three, just show some signs of life. And hopefully tonight that starts tonight. I want to see Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and the Suns go out there and take game five tonight. Set it up, get some rest, get Chris Paul back and – Get that shoulder get healthy. Get that shoulder healthy. Hopefully COVID's all out of his system. Yeah. And then we'll get to the finals. And then I want to see tomorrow a healthy Trey Young. And a healthy Bucks team go at each other, play with the stars, and whoever wins wins. And then I want to see a good finals, obviously, when yep. it comes up here soon. Yep. It, exciting time of year. Yeah. Really exciting time of year. I know, obviously, we always talk about March being an exciting year, Oct- or month, uh, October being an exciting month. June is pretty awesome yeah, right now. Awesome. And if you're an NHL fan, for, which I know a lot of you are, this is probably great for you as well. to Montreal because they've oh. had a, a tough run of it the last couple of years. Good that they got back to it, and those fans, I can't imagine how crazy it is up there in Canada. Yeah, oh, it's good. It, I saw the, the the footage today and how much the tickets, like I said, I think I saw like 35000 Careful driving up bucks. there in Montreal. Right, yeah, right. Uh, guys, uh, we, we can't thank you all enough for taking your time to listen to us just kind of go on. Um, we will be back hopefully in two days. We would like to, we're going to, July 1st, the All-Star will release their starters. We're going to have an All-Star selection 
special on Wednesday. We want to talk about that. Hopefully we're talking about a two-game winning streak heading into the sweep for the Cardinals and getting some some things moving us way. Hey, it's believe time. It's time right now. You know every one of those guys in that dugout in that clubhouse are like, let's go. They it's need time. something to spark it. Maybe it'll yep. be a walk-off. Anything that can spark an energy in there where they're like, okay, enough. And maybe you go 8-4 and four heading into the All-Star break, and that's something. That's momentum. We all know that mo- that All-Star break going into that. If you're playing well. I mean, they've got to sit up with the Cubs series right before. That can get you some momentum. Absolutely. Get some rest. Nolan, go get happy at the All-Star yep. game. Hopefully Alex Reyes, too. And Yachty. Yachty as well. Yeah, then, Paul, uh, Tyler O'Neill deserves it. He does. Tyler man. O'Neill deserves it, so that let's get him in. Nine. But, but he can still get in on the, on the same level. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. Um, again, guys, we can't thank you enough for joining us for our first episode. Uh, we promise we'll do better next time and we'll continue to get better, right? Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we are going to be setting up something that, as we go future. We will be announcing a few exciting things. Like I said, we've got a few guys who are going to be joining us on the weekly thing, which I, it's always nice to have another perspective. Uh, three guys we really respect and, and some, can't wait to have them here. Some guys who have different fan bases. Love to hear their unbiased opinions of where they think some teams are at. Yep. And some of them might have really bad opinions. We're okay with that, too. They will. Right, they will. They we will. We probably do as well. I hope you disagree with some. I, mean, I hope you haven't disagreed with much, but right. that's what makes sports fun. Everyone has a different opinion. Join us next time again. Please uh, follow us at uh, more underscore noble on Twitter. Salsa Verde 08. Verde Salsa 08. Verde Salsa. Again, that's got to be changed. I made that account maybe. We will also be on Facebook. Guys, again, we really greatly appreciate it. Have a fantastic Monday. Go Cards. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know.